You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of No Credentials Required. This is brought to you by Belly Up Sports and is a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And on the line with me, I've got a guy who is uh, still counting the votes from last week's election. So, Corey, I got Corey Mansfield with me. Corey, how are you doing tonight? I just I just spilled water all over me, by the way. So, oh no! Uh, yeah, no. Good thing it's not. It's just water and nothing like an alcohol or an adult beverage. But I'm doing okay. I mean, we've had some nice weather in the uh, up. Would you consider this the upstate New York capital region? What do you call? Oh, it? I would. I would. I just call it the mighty five one eight. That's what I call it up here. I call it the mighty five one eight. 70, 70 plus degrees in the five one eight over the last few days. Very unseasonably warm. And uh, we'll take it. So happy, happy times right now. 
Yeah, happy days, happy days. So, Corey, have you gotten any more uh, uh, card signings back? Uh, I actually got some interesting ones. Um, a couple former Union College hockey players who, uh, actually two of them, were on the uh, national championship team, Colin Stevens and Alex Sikeleropoulos. Um nice. I kind of went overboard because I had so many pictures I had taken from my previous website of, of Alex and mm-hmm. sent him like seven, and he autographed all of them really nicely. Nice. Um, and Colin, the same thing. And, you know, it, it's really interesting, you know, because I, I started, you know, collecting some of the photos I had taken over the last, you know, probably five or six years and find these players. And it's amazing that some of them, what they do now, it's really cool to see. Yeah, those were pretty cool to get back. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to dive into our, our, our topics for tonight. We're going to talk about college football uh, with the uh, big weekend that happened last weekend. Uh, we had some some movement in the rankings. So we're going to talk about that. We're, gonna t- we're also going to talk about the uh, college football playoff because we're getting towards the last month or so of the season. we got championship season coming pretty soon uh, with the championship game. So we'll talk about the college football playoff briefly. And we'll also talk about the New York Mets, uh, Sandy Allerson, cleaned house last week and uh, Steve Cohen had his introductory introductory press conference this, this afternoon with as the new official owner of majority owner of the New York Mets we'll talk about talk about the Yankees reorganizing their minor league system too so some little bit of that and Corey has a rant in pop culture corner we're going to get to I, th- I think you might enjoy it so very 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 upset Corey's very, very upset, upset and he's got very a lot upset. of he's having his own there, personal there, festivus tonight <laughs> there is going to be riots in downtown half moon New York it's all I can uh, say oh boy I, I better I better warn my buddy Kevin about that he's the town supervisor <laughs> yeah good, good thing good thing you're, you're you're north of me uh Ryan good thing you're north of me it's gonna you're gonna see the flames from there yeah, so. just make sure you don't spread towards uh the saratoga area <laughs> i won't i won't i won't all right let's start our podcast with, with some uh, college football wrap-up we had a big weekend last weekend uh cory uh did you go, get a chance to watch any of the games this, from this weekend i did i really concentrate and just try to do one each a weekend uh mm-hmm. really one that I, I watched which was surprising because i turned it on tv and lo and behold at noon there was a pack 12 game on yeah uh, Arizona State and USC, the first nine o'clock, well, nine o'clock West Coast time, Pac-12 game ever. Very interesting. And we always, as everybody knows who follows college football, Pac-12 doesn't get much exposure, kind of hurts them in the college football playoff rankings. It was a hell, it was a great game to watch. I mean, I felt very bad for Arizona State. The whole game, Herm Edwards putting a stamp on this, this team, great young running backs, like two freshmen, true freshman running backs, just stampeding over USC and unfortunately USC scored two touchdowns in the remaining four minutes of the game and one, which is what a team like USC you would expect to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, pack 12. If you pay attention to the pack 12, if you've got, if you forgot they exist as a, as a, as a uh, college football conference, they came back this weekend with a vengeance. I think they had what, six games. Because they had two two games that were canceled because of because of the COVID concerns on the and the camp the respective campuses, so uh, I don't know if they'll be rescheduled or they'll they'll be postponed or this it won't count in the standings. But but yeah, USC coming back to 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 beat Arizona State that was a uh, that seemed to be an enter- from what I watched in the highlights it seemed to be an entertaining matchup. I watched uh, primarily. I watched a little bit of the Notre Dame Clemson game. Uh, Clemson's got to clean up some, clean, clean some stuff up. But a curious, curious thing. So Clemson was at number one when the game started, and Notre Dame was at number four. Looking at the updated rankings, Clemson only fell three three spots, and Notre Dame. I I think. I mean, I I don't like. I I'm not a Notre Dame fan, 
But if you beat the number one team in the nation and you're ranked in the top five, I think you should be number one. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. Alabama got voted number one by a wide margin. And they they're Alabama. Yeah, because <laughs> they're Alabama. Because they're college football royalty. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is Notre Dame. So yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I watched the fir- most of the first half of that game. They got interrupted by certain candidates' victory speech, which I think what which we won't go into. But uh, but Corey, look at the top twenty five. Look at the top twenty five. Oh, and we can't forget Liberty pulled off the upset in Blacksburg, Virginia. They went on beating Virginia Tech. Did you watch? That? About, Did you watch the highlight? No, but how about the Indiana Hoosiers? Yeah, yeah, they won a whooping on Michigan, beating them for the first time since nineteen eighty seven. And and remember, we a couple weeks ago we were talking about how big of a game BYU Boise State was going to be. It yep. wasn't a big game at all. It wasn't no. a game at all. It was a it blowout. Was, yeah, Zach Wilson threw a, a couple touchdowns and go, go, went up to the blue turf and, and Boise State and stomped them, stomped the Broncos. That's a that was a I thought it was, the game was going to be closer than I I thought it was going to be, but they wound up just blowing yeah. them away. Liberty goes and beats an ACC team. Yep, it's yep. twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> and then we reach peak twenty twenty. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now. And and if if we had the college, if the college football playoff started today, Corey, we would have Alabama playing Clemson, and either the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, and Notre Dame playing Ohio State. So last week we talked about our our, our annoyance with the same three teams being in the college football playoff every year. And guess what? Three of those teams are back in the college football playoff as we speak right now. So if it were up to you today, Corey, who would you have in the college football playoff? So looking at the the the, the, the as of today, I, you know, I would put BYU in. I mean, BYU watching, you know, you never get the chance to watch the BYU games. The That conference is, you know, West Coast. You don't get to, you get to see the highlights. They're a legit team. I mean, Zach Wilson takes them to another level. Zach Wilson – might be the Joe Burrow of this year uh, as far as, you know, taking the reins of a team and just really being the leader on the team. They're number eight right now. They just stomped on Boise State. I, I, their schedule the rest of the way um, is probably going to be a bunch of bums, I would assume. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's, impressive, it's, really. <laughs> yeah, it's North, North Alabama, Troy, uh, UT, uh, San Antonio, Texas State. San Diego State, uh, I mean, there's just uh, – they already played those. No, it's uh, North Alabama, San Diego State, and Western Kentucky. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, so there's there's really nobody on that schedule that's going to beat them. They're going to run that, but then they're going to get knocked for their strength of schedule just like every, you know, conference – group of five conference does. They just get – if they're strength, if they don't play big teams, they don't get it. I would I would put BYU in. I'd put Notre Dame in. I would put Alabama in, Ohio State. They're a little iffy with me. They kind of struggled the first game of the year against Nebraska in the beginning. Then they took over. Um, I'm not sold on Clemson, and and it's not because you know they haven't had Trevor Lawrence. I think they're a better team with Trevor Lawrence. I just think that the way that that they, they're too dependent on that defense. I think when they play, and and I was talking to my father about that earlier. Is that Clemson is good and Trevor Lawrence is good really because the defense keeps the other team off the field or, you know, off the field. They give him leads and he can go out there. It's kind of like a pitcher having like, you know, a, a big, you know, lead in the game. 
you know, mm-hmm. if your team scores 10 runs for you, you can do – you can pitch differently. Um, Trevor Lawrence having, you know, a defense that's that good, uh, he can do things differently. I, I think they're going to get exposed. I mean, you look down the schedule, the ACC is, I think, tougher this year than it was in years past. Um, and then you look at the Ohio State game coming up, two weeks, Ohio State in Indiana. Yep. Huge, huge game. Yeah, that's going to be a big game because because we you got I mean Indiana's climbing up the rankings. They beat Penn State to start the season. They were a top they were a top ten team. Michigan, I think they were. They, I want to say they were ranked when they came in and played uh, Indiana this week, but I, I don't think they were because they lost Michigan State the week before. So you know trouble. It may be some a little bit of trouble in at, at Ann Arbor. Uh, with Jim Harbaugh, especially with if he can't beat Ohio State this year, I think he's on the way out. And there's rumors, Corey. I don't know if you've heard. There's rumors with Jim Harbaugh being connected to the New York Jets. Do you see him coming back to the pros? You know, it's if if he gets fired from Michigan, I can see it. I can see him kind of wanting to rebound really quickly and mm-hmm. move on and establish his legacy that he he can coach. As of right now, I, I don't. I think there's too much – I wouldn't say baggage with Harbaugh. I just think it's one of those – it could be one of those things where, you know, why are you going to pick up a coach, you know, even though if he, he's a good coach that, you know, couldn't beat his rival. You know, always had his rival, would always beat him. I mean, you look at Ohio State and Michigan State, I think he's like one in nine against those teams in his, his tenure there. Right. Uh, so why are you going to bring him in? You know, is he going to go zero for nine against the Patriots in nine years or or, or four years? I mean, uh, so I, I don't. I've heard those rumors. I don't like them. I think the Jets need to bring in a younger coach, um, younger than Adam Gase. <laughs> Any, well, it's what it, I'm older I, than Adam Gase. I, I didn't realize it the other day I'm older than him. Actually, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a political reference here. Anybody but Adam Gase. So. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, so looking at so I'm gonna give you my college football playoff, Corey, and um, you agree to agree or disagree with if you, if you if you'd like. Uh, I would have Alabama. I would have Notre Dame. I would have Texas A&M. Ooh, and Cincinnati. I watched the second half of of Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati's game against Houston. And they've already beaten Cincinnati's already beaten two top twenty-five teams. They beat Army. They they, they manhandled SMU in Dallas. So the remainder of their schedule, and this is not including the uh, American Conference uh, championship game, uh, but they and they wound up beating up on Memphis, and Memphis was a top twenty-five team at one point. So they beat up Houston. They beat Houston. They got East Carolina, Central Florida. That's going to be a big one. Uh, even though even though Central Florida is having a down year, uh, I think they could beat beat them. Then they got then they're at I mean, their last three games for Cincinnati. They're on the road, so they got East Carolina at home uh, this weekend. Then they got UCF, Temple, Tulsa. Then they play their conference championship game the next weekend. So Tulsa, if they want to watch out for Tulsa, of course you got to watch out for Tulsa. They beat they already beat Central Florida, so if they can run the table. Tulsa's three and zero in the American Conference right now. They got a three and one record. They haven't played that many games, but if they can, if Cincinnati can run the table, I and, and win their conference, I think they they, should, they deserve a shot at getting the national, getting in the college football playoff. 
And there's this one player I, I want to, I've been mentioned to different players throughout the season. Got to watch out for Desmond Ritter. He is an excellent quarterback. He can do the run pass option. He, he can work. He can uses his legs, uses his arm, his QBR. He's got 11 touchdowns. He's got 1,156 yards passing. He's got a QBR of 87.3. He had two rushing touchdowns against Houston. And he had taken out of the game with just about most of the fourth quarter <laughs> against Houston. So he's a good quarterback, and this team's fun to watch. They got a fast defense. They're modeled after a little bit up after Ohio State. Uh, I think their I think their coach uh, Luke can't remember his last name. At the front, can't remember his last name, but he was an assistant at Ohio State before he took over the Cincinnati job. Oh, and Luke, uh, Fink, is Luke Finkel is it Luke, Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. Yeah, Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they were mentioned when he came into the program when he when he started with the program. They had, I think, 11 players from the state of Ohio on their team total. And by this year, they had almost 50 on their roster. So he's starting to take over recruiting in Cincinnati. I know they haven't beaten Ohio State in God knows how long or maybe ever. But next year, hopefully with COVID being eradicated and we get the vaccine and everything, they if they play... Ohio State again next year, and Ritter's and Ritter's still there, and Fickle can find a way to be Ohio State. Uh, that would be a, a, that would be a huge program win. So I got Cincinnati in the, as my last team in the college football playoff. And that's the thing I love about college football is that you get to see these. We've talked about it before, but these teams. I, I get sick of seeing the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the yep. Ohio States of the world. I like to see the Cincinnatis, the BYUs. The, the the teams that you don't get to see a lot that are suddenly having some success, you like to see those because it's more exposure for these programs. It's better for college football. I would like to see at least the mar- I mean, I mean the marketing side of it is that it, it's I mean with college football, it's the big programs, the big prestige programs, the Alabamas, the Notre Dames, the Ohio States, the Floridas, the, the you know all those prestige programs. I don't. I'm not sure if it'll ever reach a. I'm hoping that the college football playoff will reach a point where it's kind of like the the NCAA March Madness, where it's anybody's game, anybody can can win the national title, and we see and we see the smaller programs have a have a Cinderella run uh, at the college in the college football playoff. That's what I'm hoping for expansion at least in the next half decade to ten years. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so got some. Guess we already got some postponed games from this weekend. We got Alabama LSU was postponed. Memphis and Navy was postponed. Texas A&M, Tennessee was postponed because of COVID, unfortunately. So got a bunch of games to make up sooner or later. Uh, I think that's why a lot of these conferences left an extra week before the before the decision for the CFP happens in, in, on December 20th. But actually, one game I'm going to try to watch this weekend is Ohio State at, at Maryland. Maryland's had two wins in a row. They, they beat Minnesota. And they beat Penn State last week. They not only beat Penn State, they beat them at Happy Valley and beat them by double digits, which is very surprising. And unfortunately, my Nittany Lions are on a, on a down year, but my team crush, Coastal Carolina, is still perfect. So I got at least I got I got that going for me. All right, so we're going to transition on to our next topic. And Corey, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to have you take the lead on this one. We had the announcement we talked about last week the sale of the New York Mets. The approval by Major League Baseball of the New York Mets sale to Steve Cohen 
and he addressed the media today for the first time as primary primary majority owner of the New York Mets. And already there's been some house cleaning. So Corey, let's talk about the Mets a little bit. What's what's going on in Metland? Well, the first thing that really stood out to you about Steve Cohen was, and they were talking about it on the the uh, broadcast of the press conference. They were saying there's not much you know about this guy, and you have there's not many like videos in this YouTube era of him speaking. So people were kind of, you know, Oh, who is this guy? So, you know, the camera shows, you know, they cut to the cut to him. And uh, the first thing he says is he talks about his first memory of being a Mets fan, um, going to the polo grounds in 1963. And at that point I got goosebumps because everybody can remember that first time they ever went to that, to see their team or, went to a professional ball game and right there, you know, that he was, he's in it for, for not only the, the city, but for the fans and, and the fans finally have somebody that they can call their own running their team. Um, and you know, that was really exciting. And then you look at Sandy Alderson who comes back, you know, he, he you know, he had health you know issues in, at t- towards the end of his tenure with the Mets but he, for what he did with the Mets, he took him. He helped him build the world's, you know, a New York, uh, a National League champion. And mm-hmm. he comes in, and I, I love how they how they worded it. Brody Van Wagenen is no longer with the organization. Uh, that it's 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 so funny when you hear that. It's like, did he get fired? Did he quit? Was it mutual? Um, for Brody Van Wagenen, I felt inherited a pretty decent team. He kind of struck lightning in a bottle with Pete Alonzo last year, kind of, you know, uh, covered up, you know, some of the mistakes he had made with some trades he had made. Um, but he was doing things, I think, the wrong way for the Mets, and I think that's why they ultimately got rid of him. It was just you can't make bad decisions like, you know, bringing in, you know, washed up – well, not washed. I would say Robinson Cano is pretty close to the end of his career. He's not necessarily washed up, but – in and getting trading way, you know, uh, minor league players that career, are probably superstars. Yeah, I mean, they got rid of Jerry Kalenic, who people are, you know, comparing him to Mike Trout. I mean, saying this guy could be one of those type of players, like trend, like a a, a superstar. And you know, the Mets are gonna, you know, like Cohen said during the the uh, press conference, you know, we're gonna build from within. Uh, if we need to fill holes, we'll do it through trades and free agency. Um, but they're the Mets are for real now. I mean, this is what Mets fans have wanted for 30 something years. And Alderson came in and he's making moves and I like it. I've always liked Sandy Alderson. I think he's good for the organization. He's a stable force within an organization, but it'll be curious to see who he, who he brings on to run the baseball personnel side of it. Um, the, you know, the, uh, person who's going to ultimately make a lot of these decisions. Cause one of the reporters asked him, Hey, who is Luis Rojas going to be the manager next year? And he had said, well, we've told him that he, there's a good chance he will be, but we're opening, keeping the door open to other candidates. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that he won't be there next year. I think Luis Rojas is going to be gone. I think they're going to bring in somebody a little more seasoned. If they can find him. Um, but yeah, hey, it's good. It's it's good time to be a Met fan right now. Uh, we always say that in the off season. Then the season starts, and, <laughs> and then and, and, and things then, go and south pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm reading the the, the write up on Mets.com right now. Oh, oh, sorry, what was that? No, I I, I said that uh, they play their first game. That's when everything yeah. changes. So <laughs> yeah, 
No, I'm, I'm reading the the, the write up from uh, Mets.com, and he he mentioned that it, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a stark contrast I'm seeing between the Steinbrenner family who owns the Yankees. They're controlling they they control they control the the stake in the Yankees and Steve Cohen, uh, where the Steinbrenners are very hand hands on. They oversee everything, uh, especially I uh, Hank. Uh, he he takes care of everything, or Hal. No, it's, which one? Which one? I think it was I think it was Hank. <laughs> I can't remember which one. I know I know one of them passed away unfortunately this, this early yeah. this year. But uh, but the Steinbrenners are very hands on. They want to be involved in every single every kind of facet of the organization. Cohen seems more. He's he seems to be having more of a hands off approach. I mean he he he's, it says in the article it says despite his commitments to the Mets. Cohen still has his day job, and they put day job in quotes, at point seventy two, which is the hedge fund that made him a very wealthy guy. But he says he intends to check in with Alderson regularly, asking probing questions and expecting reasonable answers. But then he said, this is, this is a pretty interesting thing. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. A pretty pretty fascinating quote. He says, but ultimately, they're the experts. So he's going to be very, very hands off with the data with the day to day decisions, and ultimately he's going to he's going to be one who's writing the checks. But he he wants to be involved, but he also wants to be hands off. I mean, he's he's definitely a fan for sure. I wonder where he's going to sit at games. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be one of those guys that you're just going to be sitting in like the uh, like the I don't know the the mezzanine level or the and you're going to look over and there's Steve Cohen just chilling. And you're like that's the owner of the Mets. He just hey, I'm buy, I'm buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, that is that how he's going to be? Like that would be really cool. Um, cause I'll tell you what, the Wilpons would have been shredded if they went away to the crowd at City Field. It would have been ugly. Yeah. He seems to be a, seems to be like a, a kind of a really nice guy. And, you know, you know, he's, he's very, he's very, he's very thoughtful. He's, it seems like he's, he thinks deeply about things and then he executes. Like he, he's very thoughtful, very, very meticulous. But then when the right time comes, he'll strike and he'll make a he'll make a good decision. Yeah. And he's very measured in that way. So so I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging it. You know, I'll definitely pay attention to the Mets more this, this season with him with him being uh in the uh in the mix as a as an owner. So Steve Cohen, welcome welcome to the New York <laughs> New York Metro market of uh 
of 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 uh, sports fan uh, sports fan owners. Now, can you can you buy the Jets, please? No, no, please, buy the Jets. please. They're gonna, they're gonna, they, they, I, after the season, he may even be able to get a deal on him. If you could put the Jets on the clearance rack, you you would. Oh, I'm pretty sure he would probably spend no more than a billion for them if the, if the Johnsons don't want them anymore. All right, so we're going to move on to the next topic here, which is the Yankees. Uh, the New York Yankees reorganized their minor league system. There's a little bit of controversy behind it, and I'll, I'll we'll take a look at it. So here's what happened. So the New York the Yankees – their AAA affiliate is staying in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. The Rail Riders will stay there. But the AA, which used to be in Trenton, is now moving to Somerset. And, Corey, you're very familiar with, with Somerset County uh, in that, in that uh, baseball stadium. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about that uh, – About was it TD Bank Field? Yeah, so I they call it the crown jewel of the Atlantic League. So the Atlantic League was formed in I think 1998. I want to say really didn't come to uh, gaining a, much traction until about 2000. And it's you know I, I've made I've gone to many games. The Atlantic League it's independent baseball. Um, I think some people sometimes refer to it as like the Bush Leagues, but it's really not. Um, it's kind of a place where players who had pretty decent major league careers. You know, in their twilights, like Ricky Henderson, Tim Raines, Dante Bichette, um, they all played in this league um, to just finish up their careers because they loved playing and they knew they couldn't play at that level. And then you have some players who played in this league to get through injuries. Rich Hill is a perfect example, played for the Long Island Ducks, and then it went on to have a, you know, a really good second part of his career. Um, and then you have players who maybe uh, want to get picked up by teams. You look at it all the time. So the Atlantic League was an independent, unaffiliated with Major League Baseball. Fast forward, and they actually had a lot of legal things with against Major League Baseball as far as where they could put teams. And there's a long story. You can read about it online. Um, so what happened was the uh, Atlantic League and Major League Baseball had a partnership. They started a partnership up, up this, uh, this year about you know trying different things out in the Atlantic League to see how it works before they tried to Major League Baseball. And now they have a partnership. Um, so it kind of you start to see this independent league thing starting to go away, and there's a, some stuff behind that. If in part of it is, as we know, there's going to be some contraction going into my, on in minor league baseball. Teams are going to be contracted, um, and I've talked to a general manager of an independent league team um, about five six years ago, and he was talking about this coming. They kind of knew it was coming because uh, what's what's happening is. It's really the entertainment value about going to games, not as much as the product that's on the field. So you have a lot of low-level minor league teams, A-ball, short-season A-teams, that now are going to go, or even independent league teams, they're going to become college summer league teams. Same type of atmosphere. The people don't understand really what's on the field. They don't know who these players are. They're just going to watch the game, the entertainment value of it. So when you have, um, you know, I forgot the team. I think it was the Savannah Sandnats became the Savannah Bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to a college summer league. And he, the biggest thing about going to a college summer league is you don't have payroll. You know, you don't have to pay players or anything. These are college kids, you know, and, you know, and, and it's a different structure. So with this reorganization of, of the Yankees organization, they basically went and said, we're going to take an Atlantic League team, make it our AAA team. 
That's they did. The Atlanta, they had an affiliation with the Atlantic League. They no longer have it. Now they're the Yankees double A team. Somerset, it's is is a great ballpark to go to. Um, Sparky Lyle has kind of been the figurehead, former um Yankee pitcher uh, of that organization for the past 20 years. It's a great mm-hmm. place to watch a ballpark. I've been there many times. But the overall, the Atlantic League has been a great ballpark. And now you have to think of with the contraction of a lot of these teams, where are they going to go? I know where I grew up in Vermont, the Vermont Lake Monsters were on the block for contraction. Are they going to become a summer league team or are they going to go independent ball? So with the restructuring of major league uh, of minor league baseball, because now you got to remember they're going to pay these players more. Right. So the organizations are going to have less teams, basically better quality, and they're going to be able to pay the players more. So instead of having, I think it was like six levels, like six or seven levels, they're going to basically have four. You know, so you're going to have, I think, uh, it's going to be a two A clubs, a double A and triple A, and. Um, and it makes sense for Somerset. Somerset isn't that far from New York City. Um, Hudson Valley, it, it, great for for uh, fans in the Hudson Valley because hey, now you have you have Yankees, you have the you know Yankee young Yankees coming to play there. But Staten Island, did you hear about this? Staten Island found out they were no longer the Yankees affiliate via social yeah, that's media. The, did you? That's the, that's the controversy that's 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 going on right now they said they were they were shocked they had a statement they released a statement online and this is what they said they said the staten island yankees made every effort to accommodate major league baseball and new york yankees requirements including securing a commitment from new york city for ballpark upgrades however major league baseball and the yankees chose not to engage in any discussions with us we were unaware of their final decision and learned about it by reading the statement on yankees social media ouch that is such a Mets thing to do too. And the <laughs> wow, there really is a changing of of stuff in New York City. The Mets are suddenly not screwing stuff up. The Yankees do, but I can. I mean, it, that that's just unacceptable in my book. I mean, these these yeah, that's, that's bad. The, the, you have you have great relationships with these teams for years, and um, and then to do that is really because there's a lot of people that depend on. There's jobs involved. Yep. fans involved. And I hope mm-hmm. Staten – I haven't heard any official things, but I hope Staten Island ends up in the Atlantic League. I hope um, Trenton ends up in the Atlantic League. I know there's been rumblings yep. about that. Yeah, they're, they're actually they're, – what they said – the Yankees said in a statement on about their realignment or their reorganizing is that they want to transition Somerset, the, the Patriots. They want to transition them to Trenton. So they're offering Trenton Somerset's membership with the Atlantic League. So you might see Trenton in the Atlantic League. I suspect they'll probably have Staten Island in the Atlantic League too because they're they're pretty close. I mean, Staten Island's not that far away from Trenton, from what I understand. And you know these, you know the Somerset Patriots. You know, I've like I said, I've been going there for years. The Long Island Ducks. Uh, I've gone new for years. Um, these are they put on great shows. I mean, the Somerset Patriots are always doing fireworks stuff. They're always doing. I know during the pandemic they did with the season not going on. They did a uh, Somerset Summer Series where they had they made us another team uh, to play the Patriots and they played games against each other so people could go and watch it. And they did drive-in movies. Great organization. Um, same thing with most of these teams in the Atlantic League. People don't really get a chance to see them. Um, but it, it's it's I think it's great for baseball and and you know kudos to the you know organization the Somerset Patriots for being such a class act and the Yankees taking notice of that. Yeah, it's, it's the restructuring in the uh, in the in Major League Baseball is gonna it's it's gonna be it's gonna cause a lot of 
sadness and a heartbreak, but it's also probably going to have new opportunities with, with different uh, teams, getting new affiliations and being in different leagues. And this is part of it. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what our tri city Valley cats are going to, who they're going to be affiliated with at the end of beginning of next season, because they've had some, you know, they had some, there's some rumors that they might go up a level or two, but we'll see. And that's interesting because they're in a, such a weird location. If you really think about it, I mean, you look yeah, at the college uh, campus, <laughs> yeah, you look at the Met structure, the Mets own three of their, their teams in their minor league. Teams. They own those teams. Um, and they can't the St. Lucie Mets because St. Lu- they, that's where their spring training facility is. So obviously they're going to keep that, but they have Brooklyn, Binghamton and Syracuse. Those are their three in New York state. Really not going to play around with those much. So if you look at, you know, the, uh, the Valley Cats, the Yankees already have their set. The Mets have their set. There's no other team in New York. What are you? Are you going to go with like the Cleveland Indians or something or the Pirates? But it's you know it's it's kind of weird. Still, it's weird because you look at like the Vermont Lake Monsters. The Vermont Lake Monsters parent club is the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yeah, I know. For I, I think I remember for uh, for a while they were affiliated with the Montreal Expos before they went to Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah and 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 for some quite some time they were out drawing the Montreal Expos. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> it, it was it was amazing. I I lived through that, and 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 the, the Centennial Field is one of the oldest fields in in minor league baseball, and I grew up there. And um, it'll be sad if they do get contracted and. Um, can't feel the team there because it, it's it's a fun time to be in Vermont. That nice, cool, uh, you know, late summer, early autumn breeze coming in, and you're watching a game. It, it, it was great. So hopefully they can keep that going. So yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. All right, so we're going to move on to the last segment of our of our podcast episode tonight. It's episode 13. So we were going to talk about Mandalorian tonight, but Corey decided to call an audible and uh, sent me a text a few minutes before we started recording. He's got he's got a game show rant he wants to talk about. Corey, I will give you the floor. Rant away. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, there's some things you just shouldn't meddle with. Like, you know, the formula of a soda like Coke did back in the eighties. Like, Ugh. you know, yeah. then they, but it, but it worked out for them. And the one thing that you don't mess with is game shows. You know, you think about it, price is right. Had a pretty good long run. You know, Bob Barker stepped away. Drew Carey stepped in. Still a great show. You know, I'll even give uh, Wayne Brady some kudos. He restarted. Let's make a deal. It's a great show. One show you never mess with is Supermarket Sweep. Ever. And I'll tell okay. you why. Okay. I watch I watched the episode of the new, all new Supermarket Sweep the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. it was terrible. It was garbage. Complete garbage. Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't I don't mean to interrupt your rant, but what's different from the original from from the new Supermarket Sweep from the original? What's different? So the two hosts are drastically different. You have Leslie Jones, who destroyed 
Ghostbusters when they remade it. I mean, I never and saw then, that one. I choose yeah, not to. Yeah, I, I saw like a part of it because I was flipping through the channels. I just stopped because I thought it was another movie and it wasn't. Um, but David Ruprecht, who was the original host of Supermarket Sweep, he's the OG. This yeah. guy was so – he was like so – his humor was so dry. It was funny. It was nostalgic. It was entertaining. And they – she just is way over the top. It's goofy. And then I don't know if you remember this. You remember Supermarket Sweep back in the day, right? You probably watched a good majority. Do you remember when they would do the sweep? The guy would do the commentary. Mm-hmm. Like she she's going for the cured meats in the cooler or whatever, and he would do the uh, the 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 play by play. They don't do that. Not only do they not do that, when they do the final uh, challenge, I forgot what it's called, where they go and get the five thousand dollars. They have three questions now. If they find the clues, they get they can get more time. So they actually give them the option. What? Yeah, yeah. So if like you're like, oh, you found the pickles and the Vlasic pickles. Well, do you want another thirty seconds, or you just want to take the thousand dollars you won? It's like Price is Right. Like and I'm um, like, no, I'm taking the money. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I would just keep going. Like, that's not the game. The game was all or nothing. $5,000 out there in the supermarket. You got to go and get it. You got three questions, answer them. And I'm watching this and I turn to my wife who, you know, she deals with a lot of my BS. Uh, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and we both look at each other and we're like, this is terrible. Click <laughs> off over with. So, so for you fans out there who, who love game shows and I'm going to, I'm going to plug plug it because obviously it's buzzer network on uh roku if you have a roku box on the roku channel um it shows all the old game shows from like the 60s the 70s and the 80s and 90s supermarket sweeps on there um what other shows are on there uh the match game uh concentration press your luck on there and uh joker's wild i i've seen them on there yeah um they they have a kind of a they kind of rotate through shows Nice. But I'll tell you what, if you, it made me, I, Ryan. Oh boy. Why? Why? Do you smell toast? Why? Are you going to have a stroke? Well, no, no. I, I just, I just don't understand why you would do that. I just don't understand why, you know, and that's, if you're, if you're thinking of making over a game show, like a couple years ago, they made over Joker's Wild with Snoop Dogg. Like, hey, Snoop Dogg, yeah. watch the game show. Let's do Joker's Wild. Do you want for weed? <laughs> I know. And like, and then like, oh, what's her name? Um, oh, she was in, she did Pressure Lock. She actually did an okay job. She remade Pressure Lock. But I went to the match game or something. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, these are, these are things better left alone um, than bringing them back because, I mean, some of them were bad. Some of them were okay. But Supermarket Sweep. Um, oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth uh, Banks. Was yeah. the host of Pressure Lock. She, she actually did an okay job. She did an okay, okay. job. But uh, yeah, if, if you flipping through the channels and you come to Supermarket Sweep, just keep on going. Just keep on going. <laughs> That's my rant. I'm very upset about it. I don't know how I'm going to get over it. And uh, yeah. Ryan might have to give me therapy. So Ryan, we might have to have a. Oh, I'm not. I'm not your. I'm not your. Uh, I'm not oh, your therapist. Oh, 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 okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't have. 
I don't have the I don't have the credentials and and I don't have the sanity my own I have my own sanity to work worry about. <laughs> off, off, I'll just you know I'll do I just call up a random person. Did you watch Supermarket Sweep the other day? <laughs> Run. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so speaking of speaking of game shows, we had a very sad passing over the weekend with the passing of the great Alex Trebek of Jeopardy. Uh, and I was listening to I was listening to Glenn Beck the podcast this afternoon while I was raking leaves, and, and they were mentioning that he actually recorded episodes all the way up to I think October twenty fifth, and the last episode that will have him will have Alex Trebek as the host of Jeopardy. Christmas Day. Yep. How cool is that? He's I I don't I can't remember my childhood being different. Like like you he there's people in your childhood you just remember. Bob Barker's one of them, you know, and you know say Jack Pat but Alex Trebek was like almost like the like he was like that proper guy who kind of corrected you, that teacher that you always wanted to have. And um, it was very sad, but, you know, um, just, you know, it was always fun watching him on Jeopardy. And I mean, I mean, he really made that show. I mean, any, there could there could be any other, I mean, a lot of these shows are quiz shows, um, but it was a higher class quiz show and, and he made it that way. So yeah, you know, it, it, sad. he was, he was actually a member of Mensa, the, the genius group. Oh Yeah. He was he was a he was a super smart guy. Uh, 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 I mean, he, he's a television host. But yeah, big deal. But he's also I, I guess he was also a super charitable guy. Like one one of the one of the uh, organizations I donate to regularly. And I actually actually I sponsored a child or a family through this uh, organization called it's called World Vision. or based out of Vancouver, British Columbia. But he was a big spokesman uh, for World Vision. They did a lot. Of, they do a lot of good charities around the world, especially in Africa, and. You know, it's sad that he that he passed. And I know he had some he had some issues with uh, I think he had with a pancreatic cancer he had. Yeah. It was very sad, but but I guess the way he passed is that he was there. He he passed away the way he wanted to. He had his family by his side, and he was by the ocean watching the sunset or a sunrise. It was just that's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to go. Yeah. But but looking at who's going to host Jeopardy, you know who's being rumored to. Be the next Jeopardy host, or who wants I to put his hand, hat in the ring? Lavar Burton. No, George really? George Stephanopoulos. Oh God, no! Don't. Yep. No, don't do this. Oh God, I'm going to start a rant again. Don't get me started. I, I there's a petition online. It would be the first Burton. truthful. It would be the first truthful position he would ever be in. Oh my! That way. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> But, but Ryan Burton would actually be a really good Jeopardy host too. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, immediately after, he could do a Reading Rainbow book. So that would be great. I wonder if we could change the Jeopardy theme to the Reading Rainbow theme if he becomes the host of Jeopardy. I'll put my name in the ring. I'll be I'll be a Jeopardy host. I'm 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 amiable. I'm likable. You know, you know, people need to see a bald bald guy with a beard face on TV sometimes. You know. <laughs> well, I lost Corey. Anyway, I'm here. <laughs> no, I mean I lost you. I lost you. I'm like you had no comeback for that. No, I, I was, I was, I'm still stewing over supermarket sweep. <laughs> well, I guess it's, I guess, I guess it's a good transition to uh, how we end this episode, Corey. So, I guess, I guess we'll, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll definitely just uh, 
we'll end we'll end the show here on that rant. So uh, I want you to go punch a punch a punch a uh, you know a punching bag or something like that. Just to, just I'm gonna go run sure a shop shopping cart into a wall or something. No, let's not do, let's not let's not get your mug shot on our uh, on on the Belly Up website, please. Let's not do that. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for another episode of No Credentials Required. Uh, please visit our social media accounts, which are uh, on Twitter. It's uh, No Creds, R-E-Q. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash bellyupsportsncr. Give a podcast shout out for our Belly Up Sports podcasts. Uh, I've been giving, them, giving these occasionally uh, on our episodes. This week, I want to give a shout out to The Sports Stove, which is hosted by Vince Stover. He uh, actually got a chance to listen to it this weekend. He did the really, really in-depth college football wrap-up. So you want to check out his podcast. It's on the uh, it's on the Belly Up Sports podcast page. Uh, it's also on, again, you can find any of our podcasts. Our podcast, Vince's podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you can find podcasts. And visit our main site, which is uh, bellyupsports.com. You find a lot of articles there. My rankings, my hot seat scale for NFL coaches is on there. Uh, we got some other stuff on there. It's uh, being published, and we're always coming up with new articles every day. Also on our fantasy site too. So if you're into fantasy football and need some fantasy football advice, it's on there too. So on that note, Corey, I'll get you give you the last word. Anything else to say? <laughs> you don't want to hear what I'm going to say. Okay, we're just going to end it there then. All right, thanks, folks, for listening to another episode of No Credentials Required. And until next time, we'll see you in the media. Intro and outro music is On the Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.